welcome back to Side Quest. It is July 2nd, 2022. My name is Eric Peters, and joining me today, Mr. Dan Curtis. Oh, I thought you were going to go for a longer one. I thought you were going to go for a longer one. I thought about it, but you know, longer is not always better. I, I want you to one day achieve the Dan Curtis with the length that you do a fart noise. I think the record that I've sent you guys for that is like 43 seconds. <laughs> I can, I'll tell you what, right? So to give this full context to everybody who's listening, yes, we're going straight into farts within approximately 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, so what he does is when he doesn't like something, uh, as you know, on WhatsApp, you can send voice notes. And when it's a really long voice note from Eric, I know it's always going to be one thing. And that is a prolonged fart noise, which ascends and descends and crescendos and everything throughout and i kid you not i try not to laugh and i get to about 15 seconds and i am crying <laughs> tears because it just gets wetter and it gets it gets high pitched and it gets lower pitched and then it it all just comes together at the end with a big fart explosion <laughs> that's me that that very end is me just expelling whatever air is left in my lungs in one final farty breath i just like to imagine that you've passed out at the end just collapsed backwards off your chair do a backflip <laughs> usually the first thing i do after that is clean my phone <laughs> i'm not surprised i just have to put it in rice hey honestly it's so funny it cracks me up so funny much. i i always get a i always get a kick out of imagining you listening to it well i can confirm every, every time i like even when there's a fart noise on something, it makes me laugh. But that just, honestly, tears come from my eyes. True, <laughs> true grown man right there. <laughs> I don't want to be a grown man. If I, if I ever stop laughing at farts, just put me down because it is hilarious. Just take me out back, hand me a grenade, I, pull the pin and walk away. I've just been, just before we started this show, like um, I'm pretty sure Crystal guffed on the landing outside this room. And she wouldn't admit to it. And she was just absolutely crease laughing because she was clearly feeling guilty about farting because it stank of broccoli out there. Like, I'm not joking. <laughs> but, but like, <laughs> I just I just laughed me back off of that. Like, <laughs> I'm not even sure what that sentence was that she just said. What? Something, something about guffing and broccoli. Hi, <laughs> that was quite Geordie, that wasn't it, actually? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think that you, uh, the, yeah, the lack uh, of the show, which uh, yeah. I think. I confirms, usually put on a bit of a posh accent when we're doing this. I was going to say, I think that kind of confirms our, our suspicions that when you're not on the show, you and Crystal are just an incomprehensible mess in your house. Did the Clangers ever hit America, the TV show? The what? The Clangers. Huh? The Clangers. The who? The Clangers. Like Clingers, but Clang. Who? Right, isn't he the dude from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? The guy in the stomach? No, that's Splinter. No, 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 no that's Master <laughs> that's Master Splinter. Master Splinter is the is the rat. That's thinking of Krang. Krang. <laughs> yeah, the Krangers. The Krangers. The Krangers. From- <laughs> How long have I been playing this word association game with you? That might have been the worst answer you've ever given. (laughs) 
No, the clangers, crangers, blangers, flangers, whatever you want to call it, has never come to the States. All right. Well, you won't get the well, reference, but anybody who's listening from the UK will, because the clangers are a quintessential, quintessential part of childhood British television, and they were basically incomprehensible people who lived on the moon. That's basically what it's like in my house. Oh. Did they build their home on the moon out of children's tears? Uh, no, I don't believe they did. So I'm going to say that I don't know that it came to the States because last time I said something wasn't here and it was, I got absolutely roasted. You are wrong a lot. Let's not say a lot, just (laughs) more than never. Now, On an entirely different topic, Eric, I can't help but admire your uh, Lego set behind you there. Oh, this one? On the shelving unit, yes. Or this one. Both. They're very nice. So yeah, I've uh, gotten into Legos, I guess. That's a thing I do now. And let me tell you what, that's almost as expensive as collecting retro games. Um, Yeah, Lego is super expensive now. The only reason I got into it is because Horizon had one of the Tallneck Lego sets that was fairly difficult to find. And I saw it come back in stock on Amazon when I was still living in Arizona and went, oh, bye. And I had it shipped to my house here, so I had something waiting for me. That was a fun build, but man, it took two days. I probably only did it for two or three hours a day, but it was probably a total of six-hour build to do that tall neck. And I, then love how, for, I love how Legos became a thing now for adults as well. Like, there are sets specifically designed for adults. Yeah. Well, then Christy and the girls got me the 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 Nintendo with the TV set. It's like mm-hmm. 2,800 pieces or something like that for Father's Day. So I started doing that, and then Christy wanted to get in on it, and she's a really big Friends fan, so we got her the the Friends Cafe, and then she got the big Friends apartment set, so we're doing that, and the kids have gone full in on Minecraft Legos, and it, it caused me to stop and think, like, as a kid, we didn't have Lego sets, we just had bins of Legos. Yeah, it's weird how it's gone like that. Like, actually, you know what, the worst sets, because I had, like, a Western fort. But they were so bad. <laughs> yeah, they were well, real generic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, nowadays you have all these properties which are getting involved with Lego and stuff. Like that um, Super Mario sixty four question mark block is super cool. Yeah, well, this with the, like dioramas inside it, super cool. So I thought that question mark block was was more pieces than the NES and the TV. The NES and the TV was like twenty six hundred. It is like two hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, for a Lego set. I know. I went to Legoland Windsor very recently, actually, the theme park. Oh, to see the old queenie play with the blocks. Yeah, the old queenie. She just stops by every so often to build some Legos. That's the key to her eternal youth. She plays with the blocks. (laughs) Now, see, back in the day, right, with Lego, I was proper shit at making things with Lego. (laughs) Like, proper shit. So I never, I I I didn't, I didn't really used to like it that much, but I used to have a lot of Connects. Did you have Connects in America? I, I loved Connects. Connects was amazing. And did you have you erector used... sets? Did I have what sets? Erector, not erection sex. Erector <laughs> sets. Erector sets. That's funny. <laughs> You've never had erector sets? Because it sounds like erection. Now that reminds me, before we get into that. So once, I've, I don't think I've ever told you this story. So I was driving to work and I was behind a construction van. And you I can't got erection. What... No, <laughs> I had one. I had one anyway, <laughs> and I was behind. As I was behind. Do. I was behind this van, and the slogan said, "Satisfaction guaranteed with every erection." 
And Dude. To this day, I think it's one of the best slogans I've ever heard. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have Erector sets. We had Lego, Connects, and Meccano. Did you have Meccano? No. Were those were they like little metal pieces that you put yeah, together? Yeah. Tiny? Yeah, so those were called Erector sets here. Oh, so yeah, Meccano over here. Uh, but Connects was Connects was excellent because my I used to have like a big yellow box of Connects, but it came with like a manual way you could make all these different things. The the Connects yeah. box was so annoying because the top of it opened up, but like you it would go in and then to the sides and yes. shit would get buried in yes. there. So I also had the Connects Space Tower, which I kid you not is taller than I am now. Lucky. And, I had a Connects uh, roller coaster set too that was really. Oh cool. yeah, that's cool. I used to like building the um, Ferris wheel. That was quite a cool yep. one. My sister and, they, and I, I actually still have my big tub of Legos from when I was a kid. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a dive back to nostalgia. Like, oh my God, these are Legos from the 80s. But what we would always play is we'd play a game called Indestructo Cube. And we would see who could build the most dense cube and then give it to the other person. And they had 10 seconds to destroy it. <laughs> Why is look. every game that you do <laughs> about destroying something? You've got to you've got to destroy to create. Hank Fix. Yes. <laughs> you can't create till you destroy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um yeah, Connects was brilliant. And that um like that space tower, I remember when I was probably a teenager, me and my friend built that and we started about six o'clock at night and we were still building it at four o'clock in the morning. We didn't the stop one, until we And the, then we destroyed the it the day set, after. The one Lego set I really want to get is the Saturn V two rocket. But this is really hard to find. Oh. Yeah, I, I would really like to get into Lego, but they're so expensive, man. Well, and then you got to display them. Yeah. You can't, you got to take them out of the box. You got to build them. I need a bigger house. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. Right, I do. so, hang on. Speaking of houses. Yeah. You've moved. I've moved. I, he, he hasn't just went down the street either. This gentleman has went on a cross-country trip. It's here. It's done. So first and foremost, I apologize for the sheer lack of content for two straight months. But I will tell you that moving across the country sucks. It mm. is awful. And to make things worse, about I'd say about four weeks before we were set to move, I woke up one morning and my left elbow decided to just stop working. It just didn't work anymore. And like, I'm not saying that as hyperbole. I couldn't pick anything up. So like, you didn't didn't mention this. I didn't. No. Oh my God. I thought for sure I had. Um, Yeah, I don't I have no idea what it was. So for a few a few months leading up to it, I would get weird tinges of pain in like the top of my forearm. And I remember you you had a twin, a twingy arm. Yeah, so my sister is a physical therapist, and she's like, yeah, it, you know, it could be just like the onset of tennis elbow or something like that. Yeah, I don't do anything super repetitive, but um, she's like, just rest it, ice it, get a tennis elbow bracelet. I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. And it just, it never got worse. And then one day I woke up, and I'm not kidding you, I could not pick up an empty cardboard box. Really? It was the weirdest thing, and it was excruciatingly painful. So if I were to extend my arm out, well, I couldn't. But if I were able to, it would hurt like hell. Um, I couldn't. I had zero grip strength. So in your your dominant hand, 
you're supposed to have about 100% of what your normal grip strength is, and left hand is supposed to be about 15% less. I ended up going into a physical therapist. I had 60% less. I had almost no grip strength in my left hand. So I ended up having to go through a bunch of physical therapy, and um, he couldn't figure out what it was. This is a guy that my sister trained under and he specializes in wrists and elbows and shoulders. He's like, I don't, I honestly don't know what's going on with you. You may need to go in and get this imaged. And he was doing some manipulating on my arm. And I I told him that one time that I noticed where it really hurts is if I'm using my thumb and I click something, like if I'm holding a controller and I click on on the joystick, that triggers the pain in my elbow where I can isolate where it is. And he's thinking about it and he followed that muscle back and he pressed on it, and it about sent me through the damn roof. It's like, oh, found it. <laughs> and essentially what had happened that they think, he still doesn't know, and my sister's like, this is probably all that really happened was it's... Eric Peterson, ex- the medical mystery people. It's an exceptionally bad case of, of tennis elbow. So where your muscle turns into ligament and connects to the bone, it tore. Well, like started to separate a little bit. It didn't tear, but it started to separate. It got overused or overextended or whatever. But this was all happening right before I was set to load a 28-foot semi with all of my life's possessions. And I wasn't supposed to be lifting anything. And here I am, like, trying to just gingerly put shit onto a dolly and then use one arm to pull stuff up onto a dolly onto the semi. That's been a whole mess. It's finally like 90% better. But um, no, we're we're back in Wisconsin. The move is, the move was stressful. It was real stressful. Um, but the cross, cross country was fine. We had three cars, uh, two kids, two cats. I feel bad for my wife. She, the kids all wanted to ride with her. The cats had to go with her. And about a mile into the trip, we had to pull over and Amelia had to come ride with me because it was such a stressful endeavor in the car. And then Ratchet, the world's coolest, most tolerant cat, you put him in a car and he's an absolute nightmare. So about six hours into the trip, thank God I had some Trazodone with me. We had to drug him because he was just all over the place. When a cat gets nervous, they take their coat and they just go and explode and it just hair everywhere. Her car was just coated in orange hair. So I ended up having to get her car detailed and all of that. But yeah, we took a couple of days to to drive back and moved right into our new place. Yeah. Which, tell you what, it's a far cry from my, my other house. So this house was 100% move-in ready. And uh, it's within two miles of basically everybody that I hang out with. Um, my buddy Scott that I grew up with lives a quarter mile down the road. Um, my sister lives two miles away. A um, bunch of my other buddies live just down the road as well. So it's it's definitely been a nice change of pace. I went from a town of 6 million to a town of 9,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was quite the drop in population, which has been... I thought I'd go through a little bit more of a culture shock than I did, but mm. it's so nice being back in a small town. I'd like a small town. You you mocked Het for years, but I loved that living. It was lovely. Well, like that's real small. There's still <laughs> there's still civilization here. Yeah, true. This is yeah. True. But no, okay. So one cool thing about my house that I knew it had a room in the basement with a projector and a screen, and what wasn't disclosed because I never saw my house before the day I walked in the front door after moving. Never seen it. 
My sister went and saw it. She showed me videos and pictures, but I'd never physically been in the house. So I go down into the basement and I discover this isn't just a room with a projector and a screen. Like this is a full on 100% movie theater. It's not just like, hey, I got a big square room. I'm going to put a projector on the wall and like shine it onto the screen. It had in-wall speakers. It had in-ceiling speakers, recessed lighting. It had um, subwoofers run up to the front. And then best of all, what I was going to do is I was going to get a screen at the front that was perforated so you could do like a real movie theater and put the speakers, the front channel speakers behind the screen because that's where they are in our theater. And that's already there. It's a full 100% movie theater with all of the equipment was left there. The, the, the receivers, amplifiers, uh, power conditioners, all that shit was left there. So everything that I needed to like buy and make this what I wanted it to be was already there. That's amazing that they just left that behind. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Because, oh, I mean, in the, in the contract with the house, anything that's attached to the walls or ceiling, you have to leave. All right. I think he figured like, well, I need to leave all this stuff to make that stuff work, which was nice. And what was really funny was that the the guy that lived here, all of my buddies from Holman knew him. They went to high school with him. Like, yeah, he's super, super cool dude, takes care of his stuff, really knows what he's doing. So house was turnkey, move in ready. Um, just got a bunch of theater seating for that room yesterday. So it's Oh, it's you did ready. get it. I did. Yeah, I got two of them. Two of the four that I ordered. Um, that stuff's expensive. Yeah. It's real expensive. Yeah, you didn't go for the premium one, did you? I didn't. No. So we wanted it. It's a fourteen. I by, it's a big room. It's a fourteen foot by fifteen foot room, and when you're designing theater seating, there's a few different trains of thought. And one, most people when they design that think about like that big party that they're going to have, the Super Bowl party, or everybody's going to come over and watch a movie. So they'll design to the nines and get like twenty seats in there. And they're like, just design for the people who are in the house because that's like 99% of the usage. Yeah, just give the others a deck chair. We'll be fine. Yeah, just lay on the floor. Yeah. Kids love laying on the floor. They're bringing the pillows down. We've already had sleepovers in there with the kids, uh, with their friends and stuff. So we ended up getting uh, four theater recliners from Sam's Club. And they're only like 500 bucks a chair as opposed to thirteen hundred dollars a chair from all these other furniture stores yeah nah. so how is wisconsin in general are you enjoying being back Are you enjoying the vibe is it nice change of pace i am yeah it's it definitely is a much nicer change of pace i thought it'd be a lot weirder coming home to the town where you grew up because i don't know maybe this is my own weird personal perception but growing up everybody wants to leave their hometown and like strike out on their own and and make it big. And I always personally viewed moving back to your hometown as kind of like a a defeat. And I don't know why I viewed that. So I was kind of afraid that I'd feel that, but I don't feel that whatsoever. It's just awesome to be back around your entire village of people that you hang out with. Like last night we went to my grandparent or my grandma lives uh, in town as well. And she has this really neat little subdivision and her whole subdivision every year has this massive block party where the people that live in the center of the subdivision all open up their backyards, like, I don't know, 10 houses worth of backyards, and the whole neighborhood gets together and has a grill out, live music. And two of the people that I went to high school or uh, grade school with live there, and they are professional pyrotechnics. They put on firework displays. So (laughs) 
everybody chips in and they spend like three grand on fireworks and they put on a professional fireworks display in wow. this neighborhood. So it's just a much different vibe. Um, we it's, more were our- it's more community based, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Well, so you've went from that kind of, imagine, imagine Arizona in a way it would be kind of like how I view London, like very, everybody's very isolated kind of, you have your own family and stuff like that, but everybody's kind of isolated. Whereas there it's more a community of people, which is right. lovely. We, we were in our house for maybe a day before we met all of our neighbors. We lived in a house in Arizona for four years and never met any of our neighbors. So <laughs> it just goes to show how community-based it is. And it's it's just yeah. been really nice. You know, hop on your bike and I ride over to Scott's house or I ride to my sister's house. Or it's just, it's nice. I forgot how quickly the humidity sneaks up on you. Um we got into town Thursday. And hey, at least Saturday, you haven't got. At least I've got my hair. But you'd go outside and be like. <laughs> well, we went out three days after I got in town. I was already shooting guns, so we were out in the middle of the woods, and it had just rained. So my buddy's like, "Yeah, you should probably wear jeans. It's going to be muddy." It wasn't muddy. It was really hot and super humid. It ended up getting really nasty heat sickness um, just from the humidity. Right. Yeah, I've um, obviously England isn't really that bad with the humidity and stuff like that. But when I was in Australia, when I went up to the Northern Territory, yep. kill, absolutely killed me. It was yeah. so hot. It's rough. The The humidity is really sneaks up on you. I'm getting used to the bugs again, but we love it. We have a huge yard. I think we went from a... At least a you won't have size. scorpions anymore, Eric. <laughs> no, but we have so many spiders. So many, but they eat all the mosquitoes, so that's great. We have a family of daddy long legs that live in our, our garage that catch all the gnats and stuff, so that's cool. But the girls are freaking loving it. We have a house that, or we have a, a lot size that's just shy of a half acre and tons of grass for the kids to run around in. So it's been a it's been a really, really good move. Um, we're finally settling in. I've, I've got, thankfully, the game room mostly set up. And we have a really cool storage space in our downstairs. I think I sent you guys a picture of it. It's uh, probably 600, 700 square feet of unfinished storage basement. And we're going to convert that into a retro game bar. And so cool. that's that's kind of my, my end of the summer fall project. So that's where everything is going to be housed. And it's kind of a neat space where I can just say, what do I want to do? And just do whatever I want and not have to kind of like live within the confines of what's already there. I'm super, I'm super happy it's worked out for you. I really did think it would be a good move. I really oh, did. Oh, yeah. I knew and, it would. It was just, it was just getting there. It was sad to leave, obviously, because you, know, you have friends and stuff down there. You know, my neighbor Alex, he and I were best friends and it kind of sucked leaving that just because we hung out all the time. But, you know, we live in a digital age. It's easy to keep up. And it is. Look at us. We live in bloody time. different countries. You and Tom need to get over here, though, that you guys would have a freaking blast here. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm moving in for like a month. Yeah, you guys can come. <laughs> we, got this, we got the space. So, um, unfortunately, the one thing I have not had a ton of time to do recently is play video games. Well, let me qualify that. I haven't had much time to play anything other than Warzone. All right, of course. <laughs> Priorities and all that. I tell you what. Uh, so, Scott came over the, the other day, and he wanted to play a game on the projector because he hadn't done that yet so we went downstairs and fired it up and I, it made me realize i haven't played anything in there without headphones on i'm like all right let's give this a shot dropped into Warzone, and they have the the, the warm-up lobby and bullets flying everywhere and 
it's you're sitting in the middle of the room and the way that the speakers are set up in that room, it's all encompassing. It's everywhere around you. You hear exactly where bullets oh, are. Interesting. It's so cool. That would be really cool with the games that take advantage of 3D audio. I want to try it with um, Senua's Sacrifice. Oh, yeah. That'd be a great game yeah. for that. I've tried that with headphones. It's really cool. Yeah. I think I want to add two more channels into that room because right now it's set up for 5.2.2, which is five channel surround, two channel Atmos, and then two subwoofers. So I want to add two more channels of Atmos for additional presence speakers but kind of lower on the priority list because it already sounds really freaking cool. And at least now you can go to the cinema without other people being there. Exactly. So we're going to get a little popcorn machine in there. And, oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. I think the first movie that Christy and I are going to watch in there is Uncharted. I still haven't seen that yet. She bought it for me just before we moved. I hope it's good. I've heard it's okay. Mm. You know, it's a video game based it's a, it's a movie based on a video game, so, you know, mm. expectations are kind of low. I watched, the new, I watched the new Batman recently. It was all right. It was far I, too long. Yeah, that's what I heard. I just, I think, honestly, like, I just don't have the patience to go to the movie theater anymore. We went and saw Sonic 2 when it came mm. out. Great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I'm waiting for a price drop on that one. Have you you've seen the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just as good, if not better. Mm. Because Knuckles is just comically hilarious. Yeah, I, th- I think with the Sonic movies, kind of everybody expected them to be bad. But obviously they they started with that horrific design of Sonic, which I'm so thankful they went back to and changed. Oh my god, yeah. So I think that with, like, Sonic has been the proof of concept that you can have good, high-quality, like, far-reaching audience video game movies. I'd love to see them do more. They need to do a Mega Man movie. Nobody wants to see a movie about but somebody like, can't shoot upwards. I know, but like, first of all, let's forget that fact. And then like, let's that's set the, my... That's the only fact about Mega Man. He can't shoot up. The guy sucks. <laughs> Let, let's put my bias aside. Just think about, like, objectively think about how freaking awesome. Even if it wasn't a movie, if it was like a a, a drama series, just a gritty dark not necessarily like dark knight rises type dark series but just i don't know really intense you could have a different episode about each robot master sounds like a netflix special waiting to happen i think it'd be awesome mm. apparently there's a live action Mega Man movie heading to netflix though so well, that's probably gonna be toilet Apparently, Sega are trying to make some of their properties into live action. So, oh my Meg- God, dead or alive, beach volleyball. <laughs> That's Sega, right? I, mate, I don't think they get away with that nowadays. Isn't that Namco? Techno, Techno, Namco, whatever they're called. Is it? No, that's Sega. Is it? Oh. Yeah, but more specifically, the the Persona series they're debating turning to that uh, would be sweet. Yeah, um, I, I mean, can see a Persona a Persona movie. Yeah, Persona Five would be spot on for a film. You know, it'd be another really good uh, mini series. Would be Dagon Ranpa. Hmm. That'd be another good one. There's a lot of TV. Well, they're making a Horizon TV series. What? Yeah, I didn't Amazon's, know this. Amazon's doing it, and. Um, also, Fallout. Eh, 
not super keen on that, but the Horizon one would be sweet. They mm. should get Michael Bay to do it. <laughs> Explosion. Well, I mean, he already did all the Transformers stuff. Yeah, the tech the tech from that would go really well with that, actually. So I don't speaking know, of Horizon. It's, called, it's apparently called Horizon 2074. So I don't know if it's a prequel. Oh, that'd be dumb. It's got to have the robot dinosaurs. I, I, I think they just need... I th- no, I think what it's going to do is I think it's going to be like set in the future where robot dinosaurs are, but also like flashback to what's happened. Interesting. Hmm. Speaking of Horizon, I've picked it up again, Dan. Hooray! I've picked it up again. Good God, effort, sir. God, that game is good. I know. I've been telling you for months. Oh, well. It's, I, I know. I it- get it right. It's hard to go back after Elden Ring. It is difficult. It, it, is. Ca- it came out once again at the wrong time. I said this before. I'll say it again. That Horizon is cursed. It comes out. The first game came out at the same time as Breath of the Wild one of the most critically acclaimed games in history. The second one came out at the same time as Elden Ring, another one of the most critically acclaimed games in history. It, and watch just when couldn't. they release their live-action movie or whatever it is, it's going to come out to, like, Schindler's List 2 or something, <laughs> just highly acclaimed. Yeah, it's just... I, I mean, they still sell over time. Like, but I think a lot of people dropped off Horizon for Elden Ring because the hype around Elden Ring was just insane, which is understandable because yeah. it was brilliant. But... I also I still, I went. Go ahead. I, I was going to say I went back to Horizon after I finished Elden Ring, and it's a very different type of open world. But man, I love that game. I love I that f- world. I feel like I needed a big enough buffer because when Breath of the Wild came out with the first Horizon, I was trying to play the two simultaneously, and after I got sunk into Breath of the Wild, I couldn't go back to Horizon because I couldn't climb anything. Yeah. So like, I didn't why can't, have why that. can't I climb this cliff? I didn't want to have that same experience, so I gave myself enough buffer where, okay, I'm I'm ready again, and I dove back into it, and I found myself fully re-engaged with just doing all the little mini side quests and errands, and, and it took a little bit to get back into the, the flow of the combat, but I think that's kind of the case with any action-based game is that they build up your muscle memory for the combat as you go for the first couple hours of the game. It's like Doom Eternal. I can't go back and play that without completely restarting. Oh, yeah, that would be difficult. I mean, Horizon, with me, when I was playing it, I do remember, even though I've played the first one, I did struggle with the combat. Because mm-hmm. kind of, there's a lot of nuance to how it works. But and you will be proud to know that I, in my time yesterday, leveled up a weapon. Bloody hell. It felt weird. I'll be, I'll be honest, though, right? Weapon upgrading on that game, not very intuitive. It's quite convoluted. Right. Like, you know, you need, it, it's not clear, like, what paths you're meant to go down. There's all these different weapons, but you're like, is that weapon better than this weapon? Yeah, kind of I, give me a number, like 1 to 10, mm-hmm. or a, an up arrow, a, a green up arrow, mm-hmm. or a red down arrow. That's all I need. It's like when, on an old RPG, when you went from town to town, you know the weapon that you get in the next town is probably going to be more powerful than the weapon that you got already. But now I'm, it is. I, this is one of my gripes with Final Fantasy VII Remake, actually. I don't know if you noticed, but once you level up all them weapons, you can use any of them. Which is cool in a way, but also I kind of don't like it. Because it's like, if I get ultimate weapon at some point, is that going to be not as powerful as the Buster Sword? Now that you mention it, I loved that about old retro RPGs. Just that excitement of getting to a new town. Yeah, man. Because there was that that inherent uh, reward. First of all, go in the shop, buy some shite. 
But you also didn't want to rush to the next town because when you got there, you wanted to make sure you had enough money to buy everything. But mm-hmm. when you did get there and realized you didn't have enough money, it's like, oh, time to head back out and grind because I'm sure as shit not moving forward without that weapon. Yeah, because you, ne- you need it nine times out of ten. Yeah. And, which is fine. It's an old school mechanic, I guess, but I do kind of miss it. Yeah. No. So I am... Um, I recently, so I was in, a, I was in a bit of a lull of what I wanted to play, and I wasn't sure. And bit of a lull, I, bit of a lull, and I remembered that I, well, they on PlayStation Plus they did Persona Five Strikers, which Is that a soccer game? No, it's not a soccer game. It's oh. um, a musu game in a way, you know, like Dynasty Warriors kind of thing. A musi game? Musu, I believe it's called Muso, Musu Massage. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, it's like kind of like Dynasty Warriors, like hack and slash, big skill battle kind of game. But okay. That, right, so I picked it up, I played a little bit of it, and then I dropped it for something else for a while. And then I went back to it, and my God, I got sucked in. That you game did. is amazing. It's um, I finished it yesterday, um, and that game is Persona 5-2 in everything but name. It is, it is incredible. It continues the story of Persona 5. All the characters are there. It has a really in-depth narrative. Um, and it's just really fun to play. You do like yourself a good Persona. I do. Uh, you co- really need to get a Vita and play Persona 4 Golden. No, I don't, because it's coming to the modern consoles. Oh, is it? Yep. It's going to launch on Game Pass, and it's on Switch. And PlayStation and everything else. Damn. Yep. So that will be getting played later in the year. But um, I know I can almost hear Dalton Suter squealing with delight right now that I've played uh-huh. Strikers at last. Because let me t- let me tell you, I love Persona Five, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is like pretty damn high on my game of the year list because I flippin' loved it. I love that series. Like those characters in Persona Five, like I just identify with them so much. Like which it's is kind of. It's interesting because that doesn't like at first glance doesn't seem like a Dan Curtis game. It's, I guess not, but it, it's a really in-depth RPG, and I just I love kind of Strikers gets rid of the kind of day-to-day managing your friendships kind of aspect of it, but I th- I assume that's why it isn't Persona Five too because yeah. it is very it is a very different experience. But if you oh. want if you love the first game and you want more out of them characters in the story this is the game for you because it completely continues it it completely disregards everything that happened in Persona 5 Royal as if, as if it didn't happen but that's fine i don't know what persona 5 royal is it's the expanded version of persona 5 with an extra ending and different characters ew with the different characters don't appear in ew. that one <laughs> Yeah, but it's, you, just, it's just such a cool, really stylish game. Like, that's did, what I love about it. Did you try the new Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge? I'm not allowed to. Tom said I had to play it with him. You understand how long that's going to take, right? <laughs> yeah, I did play it last night, I must admit. <laughs> It's so good. I, I, I played one level. I was like, I am back in my childhood. Straight I away. only played one level too. And see, my gripe is I'd actually, I didn't grow up playing a ton of those beat-em-up games. I really liked them. But I went through the tutorial. I know I can hear a particular person screaming. Um, <laughs> I went through the tutorial and went, oh my God, these controls are so complex. Like, I just need to press square. 
That's all I gotta do. Like, just let me press square. I don't need to know all these button combinations. And then I get into the, the, the round, or I get into the level, and I'm just pressing a button. And shit's happening. I, who remembers all that stuff? Yeah, I don't know. Like, with Streets of Rage, I know some pretty in-depth combos. Now, I can play Streets of Rage 4 on Mania Plus quite comfortably. I just Jeez. beat the shit out of everybody. It's ridiculous. I'm so good at that game. It's one of my. It's one of the games I am best at. That's all. I mean, it's the game is fantastic and six player online. Yeah, I mean, it's we, wild. We need, we need to all play that together. We do. Oh yeah, let's yeah. all get together and do that. Because, but it hit me. It took me straight back to my childhood because they have that clip at the start where it does the old yes! school like the intro with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme, and I was like, yes, this is so, so cool. For you, is it weird hearing them called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. Because growing up for you is Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, right? Ah, oh, yes. Now, somebody said this, but I don't... I did like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Hero Turtles or whatever it was called, but I never noticed. I wouldn't say I was the big... I was a, more of a bigger fan of, like, Batman the Animated Series, Spider-Man the Animated Series, that kind of stuff. I'm just curious for anybody who grew up with with them being called Hero Turtles, like, hearing the... Because, obviously, it's, it's released worldwide as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So... Is that weird? Is it like a Mandela effect type thing? I've never. I now that you mentioned it, I have heard this before, but I didn't honestly remember that that was a case. I've always think it's just Ninja Turtles. Yeah, hmm. must have been the British government trying to censor people. Oh, yeah. They don't want our children to be. How like- dare they be ninjas? They shall they be can- heroes, and they shall like it. <laughs> no ninjas here in the UK. Thank you all. Only interested in heroes. Heroes. Even though they're flipping ninjas in the thing. Bunch of idiots. <laughs> they should have taken the eye masks off and given them capes. Well that was a thing that was a thing back in the day, like for the UK. They're like um all the Ratchet and Clank games have different names over here. Yeah, because you guys can't take a good butt joke. Like, up your arsenal. Yeah. Oh, just call it Ratchet too. Call it Ratchet Deadlocked. No, we have Deadlocked. That's Ratchet 3. Oh, yeah. Which I want to play because I always never... So I have it. It's sealed. Haven't opened it. Bought it when it came out. Um, One one part of the, the mainline games that I've always really enjoyed has been the arena. And Deadlock is just a full game based on the arena, isn't oh, it? Oh, Deadlocked is Ratchet 4, not Ratchet 3. Mm. Yeah, because it's called Gladiator over here. Why? I don't know. De- it's got God- the word dead in the title. How, how dare they have dead in the title? <laughs> you should call it Gladiators and remember the Gladiators of yesteryear. How just consider yourself lucky that we shall not call it Heroes. Right. We should call every game heroes, no matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's just very arena based. Yeah, which is which oh, is fine. Oh, speaking of Ratchet and Clank, they're all three of the PS One or PS Three games are on PlayStation Plus. Premium. Oh, are they? Are they? Oh, yeah, that came out. Yeah. I really haven't had a chance to dive into it. I don't have it. I just kept Essential. 
Sucks to suck. I mean, yeah, I looked at I looked at the upper tiers and stuff like that, but most of it is stuff I've already got or I've played before. So I think it'll be better in like two years when they've really fleshed it out. Yeah. I mean, it's I, still- it fair enough for you because you, you completely broke the system and got like two years free. Oh, yeah. Which is fair enough. But right now I'm like, I'm paying for Game Pass and I'm like, I don't really want both at the same time because I'm like, who's got time for that shit nowadays? I thought my kids would play all that stuff more. They just play Roblox on their tablets. They'll be totally fine. Like, I don't need to pay for all that stuff. But then again, I need it because it's there and I want it and it's cool. Well, th- think back to our childhood, Eric. Yes, they've got access to more th- things more readily than we used to. But like, I used to just play Metal Gear Solid on a loop. I was Mega Man on a loop all the just, time. I would just finish that game and just boot it up again. And then yep. like Street, Streets of Rage 2, I must have played that about a million times with my friends. International yep. international track and field I played for an entire summer with my friends. My uncle and I got so ridiculously good at that because we we developed just a way to like shake our arms. It was having a controlled seizure on it. There you go. This, this is what's happened to your elbow all these years later. <laughs> Finally, like, okay, enough. Oh, yeah, people have all the different techniques from you get, like, your, a bit of your shirt and put it on top of the buttons and rub it vigorously, and yep. have you done that one? And then nope. some, pe- some people do the double tap on the buttons like that. We were so good that in the 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 100-meter hurdles, we wouldn't have to jump and we'd still set a world record. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I was never very good at those kind of games, actually. Like, even the, um, you know, the torture sequence in Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do that when I was a kid. Oh, I could. All the time. Just yeah. I'll have to show you my technique. It is a controlled it is a focused controlled seizure of the hands. I look forward to seeing that with only seeing the top half so it looks completely wrong. <laughs> and then a groan at the end. One thing so my my uncle is always that proprietor of if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. And I thought I was really cool because I had wireless PlayStation 1 controllers that ran off of IR sensors. So if I was beating him in a race, he would stick his hand in front of my controller and cut off the IR sensor so my character would stop moving. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Now, I wasn't cheating, right? But I remember my friend, one of my childhood friends was a bit dim. And uh, we were playing one of the SmackDown wrestling games. And uh, I said to him, I bet I can beat you without looking at the screen. What he didn't realize is I was looking out of the window and I could see the reflection in the window. <laughs> How dare you? Which is confusing because it's backwards. Right. But but still. But I still beat him because he was bitting. How did you do it? We had How a firm did... rule growing up when we played GoldenEye. Screen cheating was or screen peeping was fair game. Get good. Mm. Then we'd go to a friend's house. He's like, stop cheating. How? Like, that, how can you tell that, me to not look at something that's on the screen? That's how it, what people who aren't good say. What's that? That's what people who aren't good say. Yeah. I mean... And then I would um, just be like, oh, I didn't I, look. I can't see your screen. Did you see on the Factory Seal community that our listener, Miles Prower, who um, does retro gaming setups and stuff for events, um, he's managed to actually split screen Goldeneye. Mm-hmm. That's so like, cool. That's really, really cool tech that like. I was thinking about, he probably has a much more, much more complicated version of it, but I was thinking about how you could do something like that digitally using screen capturing and like taking that and then separating that out into individual screens. That's a feat. 
It's a feet and a half right there. Yeah, we'd be really interested to hear more about how you did it, Miles, if you're listening out to this, which you no doubt are. We are. Oh, MoCon is this month. Is it? Good Lord. Yeah, we're a month away. Wow. And I get to drive this year, so I can buy even more stuff. Oh, shit, that car's going to be full. Yeah, Ben Schrader and I are driving down together, so we will... Oh, but if you don't take Ben, you can get more stuff in the front seat. Yeah, but I think I'll take the Jeep. And we'll just pack that with stuff. But you could get more in the front seat of the Jeep. True. You could strap Ben to the roof. We were uh, talking. We have a group chat for it. So again, if anybody else wants to join, there's still plenty of time. We have a um, Facebook Messenger group chat with everybody that's going. And, And last year, Jonathan Weaver drove in. It's like a 16-hour drive. I think he lives in Pennsylvania, like cent- oh East Central God. Pennsylvania or something. And he was going to drive in this year because flights were really expensive. And then he ended up finding a cheaper flight. So he's like, all right, you know, so what are your tips for how I tell- transport this stuff back? Because last year, that dude bought a metric ton of video games. It was just sheer disgusting how many games he came out of there with. And went, well, first of all, you can't buy nearly as much as you bought last time. Um, so given tips on like, how to not have all of your expensive shit break and throw it into carry on. And uh, yeah, we have, we have quite a few people coming in for it again this year. Um, it's going to be a good time. Definitely a good time. I'm super ready for it. Yeah. It'll, I look forward to hearing about the anarchy that's going to happen. Well, yeah. we should, we should hopefully be back on schedule now. Eric's moved house. Uh, I'm, most weekends free now because I've yeah. started. I've started doing photography more. I did a wedding for the first time last week, Eric. He says wedding, but what he really means is he is uh, a male nude model photographer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd do I that mean, if somebody paid me. I'd do that. It's a niche market. I don't think it is. No, no. I think you could sell that. I'm going to take a note here really quick because I'd like to start a business. <laughs> Nude picture taker. It's nearly as good as howlongtobeatoff.com. Which is still up and running, baby. <laughs> yeah, visit that and see where it takes you, people. So stupid. <laughs> Let me make sure it still works. Not how long, how long to... How long to beat off. Yep, still works. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you did that. Hey, my dedication to stupid jokes knows no bounds. Uh, I know, man. I know. I've known you for a long time now. If I can spend 15 bucks on a good laugh, I will. <laughs> Let's not forget the giant American flag. That was a gl- that was more expensive. Do you still have that? I think so. It's kicking about somewhere. You do understand that it is a crime to let a flag touch the ground, right? If it touches the ground, you have to burn it. All right. Needs burning then. Yeah. And you have to dispose of it properly. You can't just throw it in a dumpster. Oh. Might have you done have to, that already. You basically have to give it like military burial rights. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, well, you know. I'm pretty sure it's just your bedspread, isn't it? Uh-huh. No, that's the Eric's head blanket. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> You haven't gotten rid of that, have you? No, that's still around somewhere. I don't know where that is in here, actually. It's definitely around somewhere. Oh, God. Is it in these drawers? I don't think it is in the. It was in these drawers before. It's not now. 
Weren't there a bunch of new video game announcements recently? I I apologize. I am so far out of the loop right now with gaming news. I know that there is a PlayStation Direct. There is a PlayStation oh, huh. State uh, of Play yeah. and a Nintendo the, the Direct. The only the annoying announcement that matters: Final, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. So how stupid is the naming convention for this thing? Uh, it makes you wonder what the third one's going to be called, doesn't it? Because the first one is Final Fantasy VII Remake, and then it's Rebirth, and then. But well, actually, if, you th- if you think about it, though, it's probably symbolic of how the game is going to play out. Because it's kind, of, it's kind of a rebirth of the story, because I can't really say any more without spoiling the last one, but it's, it's been long over, enough. It's been, a, what, two years? It's been, yeah, it's been two years. Good God. Two or three? Has it been three? It's been two. It came out right at the start of the pandemic. It did because I got it early. <laughs> Nobody I ho- likes I hope a bragger. The, I hope the I hope the pandemic doesn't happen last next time, but I hope it happens again and I get it again. <laughs> well, you know, our lovely president put a comment out that that basically said uh, another pandemic will happen. So you know, maybe they're planning the next one. Great. The last mm. one was handled really well. So right, you know, mm. you got to keep the masses in line somehow. Mm. Um. Yeah, but so that got announced. Uh, I thoroughly pierced my walls. See, I think I was excited about that, but I think objectively, what I was more excited about was Crisis Core. Yeah, Remaster. that's cool. That's cool. I can't. I'm sort of gutted that we just played it. Yeah, I I don't know. I I guess I'm just more happy that it's finally going to be out yeah, in the it wild. Is, it is criminal that has been kept on the PSP for this long. Yeah, it's so good. Mm, it is very it's good. so good. Have you tried um, Type Zero HD? No, I never played because that one. I think it, I was thinking about this after I watched the Crisis Core um, trailer, and Type Zero HD was originally a PSP game, so it has a lot of that same elements to it. But it also kind of blends that high school aspect from Persona, Ooh, and then I'm in. I'm in. mixes some weird Final Fantasy, and then like it has some RTS elements too. It. It's a really strange game, but I. It, just thinking about it, I think you'd really like it. Probably. I mean, it's always been one I've looked at and kind of went, should I get that? Cause I think type, you should. Because Type Zero was meant to be a spin-off of 13, mm-hmm. originally. As was, it was supposed to be uh, Arigato was, 13. Yeah, and then there was Versus 13, which ended up being 15. Not Arigato, Ajito 13, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Arigato 13. <laughs> I mean, Final Fantasy, <laughs> thank you, 13! <laughs> No, nobody thanks Final Fantasy Thirteen. No. Um, they also announced what Final Fantasy, uh, new trailer for Final Fantasy Sixteen with the release date of summer next year. So good. Which I I wasn't impressed originally with that, but that trailer sold me. I was like, yep, yeah, that's fine. Well, and, and then they released that they're going to use strictly British English throughout mm-hmm. the entirety of the game. So I swear. You have it on file right now. If somebody hands me a cookie in that game and calls it a biscuit, I am snapping the disc in half. <laughs> I really hope that happens. Yeah, they've got. Uh, there's a bit where they go up the northeast, and uh, there's just the rally ho dwarves are there again. I did the voice acting. Why I love want a biscuit. <laughs> um, so yeah, that looks that looks really good actually. Um, interestingly, they've hired. The guy responsible for Devil May Cry's combat for that game. I, we knew that they were going to spin off of Final Fantasy XV's combat, though. Mm. Which, which is, is so good. 
it is, but I preferred remix combat. I like I I prefer they kept remix combat for everything now. I like the um the real time but having the option to slow it down is cool. Yeah, I suppose. And that might be in there. We haven't really had an in-depth breakdown yet, so No. Um we had a reveal, a big reveal finally for Starfield, Bethesda's big new RPG. Which I don't know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I've got I've got my own. Well, it's No Man's Sky, isn't it? No Man's Sky mixed with Fallout and yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. Which is which is fine. Um I think I think it looks okay. I'm not hundred percent I'll play it, but I'm not like really excited about it. It's kind of I think where he lost me a bit is kind of he went, Oh, there's these thousand planets to explore, but they're procedurally generated. Well, I'm like, well, I won't bother with them then. The thing that bothers me, and Todd Howard, I think yeah, Todd Howard defended it. When people were saying, hey, can you fly your spaceship down to the planet? And he's like, no, nobody's interested in that. And everyone's like, no, we are. Like, we're interested in that. That was one of the coolest things from from No Man's Sky. That blew my mind the first time I did that in No Man's Even Sky. Even Ratchet then. and Clank, um, Crack and Time, you could do that. Mm, no, you couldn't. There was loading screens. Was there? Yep. No. There was. Okay. Well, they should have allowed you to do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of... I I think it looks all right. It looks like Fallout in space, basically, which is fine. I mean, I yeah. don't... I, I don't I, anything Bethesda... Like, like they kind of done in the Fallout vibe, but like I haven't loved since Skyrim, to be honest. It's been okay. I'm just not a Fallout fan. I think I'm, I think I'm ready to admit that. I just don't care. I really liked 3 and New Vegas, but... I don't know. I like them. I played Fallout 4 not that long ago again. And I quite enjoyed it. I bought all the DLC. Um, Gotham Knights looks really good, actually. Which is... Um, it's been made by Warner Brothers Montreal, who made uh, Batman Arkham Oranges. Uh, okay. Which is the kind of the black sheep of the Batman Arkham games. But it's actually really good. And this is a new um, continuity which doesn't take place in the Arkhamverse. And you get to play, you can play as four different characters from Batman lore, and it looks pretty good. It's like a beat 'em up. Okay. But, you can, but with open world, explorable Gotham, the biggest Gotham in games so far, apparently, which sounds really cool. Okay, I could um, get into that. Yeah, I think oh, it's multi. I think it's multiplayer as well. Wasn't there recently an announcement that they're making another Just Cause game? Uh, I can't remember I th- that one. Think there is. Let me check. Yeah, so what? the uh, the uh, the CEO of Square Enix just calls franchise will remain RIP, and we're working. We are at work developing a new title in the franchise. Mm. Just don't expect it to see to see it before twenty twenty four. I just saw that um, Sucker Punch today yesterday said that they're not working on Infamous or Sly Cooper, huh. which which is a shame because I think a modern Infamous game would be really cool. Yeah, it would. Did you play the PS four one? Second Son. No. That was that just one. a small game, wasn't it? Was it the no, full? No, no, no. There was two... Ver- there was like a spin-off called Last Light. That's what I was the, thinking of. And then there was um, the main one, which was really good. Like, even, I would argue that that's one of the best-looking PS4 games. Yeah. Even though it came out... Because it had all of the... It had, like, the, the LED lightings and stuff like that. In very sad news, 
A game that I was really looking forward to. They announced that Sea of Stars has been pushed back to 2023. I know. That's that Chrono Trigger looking retro RPG. Made by the people who made The Messenger, which was a lovely, lovely game. So I'm okay with that, though. One game, right, that I don't understand. It's coming out, but I don't understand why and who wants to play this. Lord of the Rings Gollum. Who wants to play as Gollum? I don't want to play as Gollum. I'd play it. I know I don't get it, mate. I'm like I'm those all PS2 the from Lord Xbox, of the Rings. Lord of the Rings games were fantastic. Yeah, I liked them. I, I would prefer they just kept on with them. But yeah. um, it was like Batman, but you could slice people's heads off. True. I what I would, I would like them to do. What was I going to say? I I was going to say. Can you remember the? Did you ever play the Lord of the Rings games on the PS2? The mm-hmm. hack and slack and slash ones. Love I them. Loved, I love so them. And believe it or not, the I think it's the Two Towers on Game Boy Advance is phenomenal as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. I just remember the Two Towers on PS2, like Gimli looked like he'd been hit in the face with a frying pan. It was but so But at the time, funny. we're like, oh my God, it's Gimli. That <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Return of the King in particular was excellent. Did you ever play Lord of the Rings Third Age? No which is a turn-based RPG, and it is excellent. It goes through the narrative of the films, but you play as a different party who is basically just, like, slightly behind everybody else. <laughs> you get to fight the Balrog, and then it has it has a really cool mode called Evil Mode, where basically you play as the bad guys and you fight the characters, and you can unlock cool new gear from it. Huh. I did not play that one. That looks really sweet. I played the RTS ones. I've never played them ones. Those ones are pretty neat. Um, we oh, are Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is out soon I've never actually played I played 2 for a bit and then I fell off it perhaps my most anticipated game of the summer well one of them uh, Two Point Campus comes out next month oh is that not out yet no that comes out in August I am pumped for that and then shortly after that is Saints Row oh yeah we yeah. have to get that and play that online together There's there is no universe that exist in which we can't do that. I wasn't planning on picking it up, man. Dude, it doesn't look. Stu- it doesn't look stupid enough. It looks stupid. Are you kidding? It doesn't look as stupid as three did. And four had superpowers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm day one purchase for me, hands down. Day one. I am quite looking forward to Forspoken, which is Squeenix's new game. Forspoken. Okay, tell me more. Yeah. Which uh, has like really cool traversal and stuff. It looks like Final Fantasy Third Fifteen world kind of with like ridiculous traversal mechanics. What's your take on the remake of Last of Us Part One? Mm, I I don't think it needs to exist, but I kind of want to play it. It's I mean, interesting I saw- the character model changes that they've made, though. Yeah, I saw some of the comparisons. I was like, Tess Tess doesn't even look like herself. Ellie doesn't even look like it. I mean, I, know, I get that I, they're I mean, trying to make her look more like from number two, but... I mean, we came a long way since then. I still think I'm going to maintain that I'm never going to play part one again because it's just it was that impactful of a game. I just don't want to experience that again. Mm. I, I went back to part two to try and play through it again. And I was like, I fell off about halfway through. I was like, you know what? Don't want It's wanna. so long. It is so long. I think it was unnecessary long, to be honest. I don't think it needed to be as long as it was. I think it needed to, to tell the story. It's just, it's not one of those that you can just dip back into and play again. Mm. Um, Plague Tale Requiem, October. 
Yes, I played the, that one not that long ago, the first one, and I love that game. That was yeah. really good. I wasn't wrong in my, my praise of that. You weren't at all. Uh, it's so good. They finally announced that uh, COD Modern Warfare 2 is coming out. Give me a minute. <laughs> with a new version of Warzone? Nope, not with a new word version. New oh, is version another, is next year. Is it? Yeah, right. the two are the two are not connected. But uh, there have been leaks about some of the maps that are coming back, like Shipment and Terminal. Oh, God. <laughs> so excited. So let me just let me like get this out of my system for a second with some of the, the Warzone stuff. Obviously, I still have been playing a ton of that. Um, all of the guys that I've been playing Warzone with for the past year and a half, they all we all live within a two mile radius of each other. It just worked out that way that that I moved back here. and We're all really close. But um They've done some massive changes to that game recently. They they just released a new resurgence map called Fortune's Keep, which were kind of I don't know, the the, the jury's kind of out on it because it's way bigger than Rebirth Island. It's like one and a half, maybe two times the size, and they it, it's got a lot of uh, verticality, a lot of indoor spaces. Um, it's just a it's an interesting shift. So I'm anxious to see where it's going to go with Warzone 2. I'd, I really would like to see him just bring back Verdansk. Because Caldera yeah. is kind of a hot turd. Oh. Yeah. They had a Godzilla and King Kong event not too long ago where you could drop into Caldera and you had Godzilla walking around and King Kong climbing around the mountain. It's stupid. Which so is dumb. Which is kind of cool, but also it's at the same time... It like, was a neat Is event. this Call of Duty <laughs> anymore? Right. And it it's hasn't good. quite hit the the Fortnite phase of like goofy characters, but you've got Snoop Dogg running around. It's you can you can see um, Bruce Willis. They've got Judge Dredd, uh, Rambo, just weird characters like that. It hasn't know, gone too didn't far. Know, over. Didn't know Judge Dredd was in it. Christ, yeah, his skin's really cool. But kind of on that same note too, I have actually started playing Fortnite. So my Ellie is getting into it and then Scott's boys are into it. So occasionally on a weeknight when he has his boys, we'll all just jump on and play. And it's it's kind of bad. You know, I've tried it a couple of times. I just can't get into it. The shooting mechanisms are not tight. Um, The world is cool. They do a really cool job with character models and like it's neat. A lot of stuff is changing all the time. But my God, shooting anybody from further away than a foot is awful. Mm. It's some of the worst aiming mechanics in a game. I just can't get away with the building mechanics, me. So you can play, you can play Battle Royale with zero build, which is all we do. Oh, yes, yes. It's all we do. But I just don't understand how the game has gotten that popular with that terrible of shooting mechanics. Because the kids don't care. Genuinely terrible. The kids don't care, son. They're all about those colorful skins. Oh, I tell, you what, I tell you what's coming out in November. Hmm? Excited for this Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Yep, I won't. Which get looks on, like but... looks like the first open world Pokemon game, mainline. Pokemon yeah, that's game. what they said about uh, Sword Shield and Gun. Yeah, Sword Sh- Shield and Gun was shite. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. Ellie's put like 600 hours into it, so I just didn't like them. I didn't think they were good at all. Um, I still finished it, but. You know. Did you see the new game from Square Enix that looks like a cross between Final Fantasy and Harvest Moon? I saw it announced. I didn't actually look at it. I'm sold. Yeah. 
I don't know why, I, but I love those Harvest Moon style games and you mix it together with uh, Final Fantasy and it looks like it has a little bit of the, the Moonlighter aspect to it. So oh, I, love, I, I love Moonlighter. I love Moonlighter. I would probably enjoy them too. I've just never really played something like that. Um, what does, Did you know what? You'd never finished Stranger of Paradise, did you? No, I dropped off it. Yeah. There's DLC coming out for that. Eh. I, I think that's everybody's thoughts to it. Like, who was waiting for DLC for that game, was, you know? I don't think we've been on the show since I dropped off it, but I was so excited about that game because when the demo came out, it played very similar to a Souls game. It's like, this is really neat. You know, you, you save and the enemies respawn and there's cool boss fights. But that game gets in its own way because the, there, there's so many jobs and you plow through the job trees you come out of every mission with like 800 new items that you need to sort through because you have a cap on your inventory. So you never really get a chance to really utilize a class to its fullest potential because it's like, well, time to move on to the next one. And by the time you know it, you're done with the game. My brother-in-law played it and beat it and he had the the same sentiment to it. Um, Plus there's just some weird idiosyncrasies with it that you can break the game where you can jump to the, you can jump to the bottom of a skill tree and skip everything it's just it's weird i don't know it was neat but zero desire to go back to it kind of wish i wouldn't have paid full price for it yeah what are you thinking about um sonic frontiers have you seen much of it do with this i think it looks good i'm in two minds i i i think it looks a bit weird but also i'm really intrigued right because if they do it I just hope the open world's got enough in it to do. It did look kind of bare. It did. It looks. It looks. I feel like Sonic Team can do better with their level design than that. It looks kind of like a lot of people said it looks like a tech demo, like you know when you see oh Unreal Unreal Five tech demo kind of thing, yeah. where it's a bit bare bones. It looks like that. The problem with an open world Sonic game is that he he moves so quick that you you almost kind of have to be locked onto a track. Kind of like yeah. you are with yeah. He's kind of uh, it's kind of like a re- kind of like a race car in a way. Sonic yeah. isn't he? He's kind of so you give him. I just hope the camera's up to snuff and it doesn't go all over the place. And speaking of Sonic, though, I picked up Sonic Generations on the 360, and my kids and I've been playing through that. That's a fantastic game. It is a very good one, Sonic Generations. Like I don't know, like they go through phases. Like Sega Sonic Generations is excellent, right? So then they made Sonic Forces after that, which is a hot turd. Yep. And also they made they've had Sonic Mania, which is probably one of the best two D Sonic games ever made. Then they haven't decided to make another one. Yeah. Which is just mad. Instead they've pushed out Sonic Origins, which came out recently, which um really interesting this. So if you heard about it, like Sonic Three on Sonic Origins. No. So what's happened basically with Sonic Three, whenever they've released a compilation of um Sonic games, is very rarely included. And the reason for that is because the soundtrack was heavily rumored to be being created by Michael Jackson, and there's licensing issues surrounding it. And basically, the um, one of the developers of the original game came out recently and said, yes, Michael Jackson did work on it, and for Sonic Origins, we can't have the original soundtrack. So they've, oh. had, so they've removed like really iconic soundtrack from it, like Ice Cap Zone, which is one of the best songs in Sonic history, and replaced it with some generic shite from the Sonic 3 beta. So what lesson have we learned here as as a, as an industry is don't license 
other artists to make your stuff. Yes. Don't get don't get us wrong. It's an absolute banger of a song. But <laughs> let's not forget we've also got apparently God of War Ragnarok to come out this year without a release date still. Nah, it's not coming this year. Eh, There's no way. Know, There's co- no way. Director Car- Corey Balrog has been uh, taking to the twatos recently saying, yes, it is still coming. So, um, I don't but think appa- so. Apparently, according to Jason Schreier, that um, game journalist, uh, the release date was meant to be announced last week, but uh, Sony pulled it at the last minute. He's usually pretty spot on with this stuff, too. Mm-hmm. I like Schreier. Uh, uh, there was a Final Fantasy IV remake announced, like full on remake. Was there? Yeah. That snuck through. So I'm I'm confused about Crisis Core. Is it a remake or is it a reskin? It looks it looks it looks like pretty, a weird blend. Yeah, it looks really good, but it also looks like it just maintains the mechanics and stuff of the original. Well, then they announced Ever Crisis, which was originally a mobile only game in Japan. Mm. I'll play that. Yeah, I'll give that a try. I'm intrigued if it just like condenses everything down and goes fast fast through things because surely they can't remake the entire thing. Because that includes Advent Children and everything which has never been a game. All right, yeah. Hmm. Oh, um, kind of... I really enjoyed the first one in this series. So Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope is coming out in October. Yep. Which, uh, the first game has no business being as good as it is. It's actually really fun. I didn't finish that one. Um, Stalker 2, when they announced that. I think that's been pushed back. Yeah, sometime in 2023. But have you played the first Stalker? No. You need to. If you liked the Metro games, you would love Stalker. Yeah, it looks very similar. What I've seen. There's a new Minecraft game that Ellie's really excited about. And then Diablo 4 is next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Speaking of which... I've been playing Diablo Immortal. Game's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And you can enjoy every aspect of that game without spending thousands of dollars to get rare items. There have been stories in the news about people who've spent $25,000 and still not gotten a rare item. Guys, just play the fucking game. Like, just play it. Those people are idiots. (laughs) But it's fantastic. I have it on my iPad and I hooked up an Xbox controller to it. It's awesome. Mm. Can we talk about how ridiculously stacked 2023 is going to be? So we're going to get Final Fantasy 16 in summer, if everything goes to plan. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth in winter, if everything goes to plan. And Crisis Core this winter. And then next year, the Dead Space remake. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil 4 remake. Mm-hmm. Um, Starfield. Star, War- Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel is planned for next year. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the new game made by Rocksteady who made Batman Arkham. That's going to be huge. Possibly Knights of the Old Republic next year. Yep. Alan Wake 2. Hol- uh, Hollow Knight Silk Song is coming out then. Mm-hmm. Sp- Marvel's Spider-Man 2 is meant for next year as well. The sequel to the PS4 version. Like, it's just insane how many games are coming out. I just don't want to die before then. Oh, God, yeah. I, sorry, I just realized you said the Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I didn't, totally forgot that that's the sequel to Fallen Order. Like, mm-hmm. I am looking forward to that so much. Mm-hmm. 
hey, maybe we'll finally get that Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake as well. God, I think I think they've probably scrapped that and started again. because They the- just probably went, you know, highlight all, delete. <laughs> I can't believe they pushed that out in the state it was in. I can't believe they think people care. Hey, Prince of Persia Sands of Time was good. Oh, Dragon's Dogma 2. Oh, yeah, that got announced. Yep. Still haven't really played much of the first one. No. It's good. You'd like it. It's good. I have played it. It's just kind of, it's really hard to go back it's, to now because it's... Because it's difficult. Yeah. Because it kind of came out right around the time the Souls games were really hitting their stride and this one was trying to strike out on its own and it made a... It was kind of an interesting combination between the Elder Scrolls and the Souls games. Very difficult. Yeah. I, I think I struggled with it. That's why I dropped off and then if you go mm-hmm. back to it now, it's really janky. So... Yeah, it is. It's difficult to go back to. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to next year. Good yeah. time to play video games. Should be a good, good time. Yes. Oh. So, Sorry. what? Are we keeping you up? No, I was stretching. Oh, I see. I need to fix my posture. Me posture. Yeah, me too. I have terrible posture. <laughs> posture. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I think that's... Uh, I, I don't have much else to talk about that I've played just because I haven't had a chance. Like it, it sucks having moved in. Like, I got all my games and they're out and they survived the move. Um, a couple of them, fortunately, they weren't the, the really expensive ones. A couple of them that were sealed are, are no longer sealed because like the, the friction of rubbing inside <gasps> the box cracked the seal a little bit. Yeah, oh, I know. I can hear the care in your voice. Yeah, it's the worst thing in the world. How dare a game box be opened? Yeah, but you know what's exciting now is I get to go find another one like that that's sealed. Yeah, I never opened yeah. the first one anyway. Yeah. I need to start putting together my MoCon list. Um, I was talking to Tom about this. I think I want to start collecting all of the Star Ocean games. Oh, yeah. I oh, did I you, watch the, did you watch the trailer for the new one? I did. It looks awesome. Yeah. It looks I'm, good. I'm in for that. I'm in for that. It looks really good. So, but yeah, that's about that's about it for me. Um, I know that we're going to be doing, we're going to try to get back into doing Factory Sealed. It's just been really, well, the retro show. Um, it's just been really difficult to dedicate time to playing those. Just I don't have time to play games in general. So I should be back on the horse here, uh, provided I don't kill it. Which is always a possibility. It's it's almost an assured guarantee. <laughs> uh, I still remember the days we used to play Red Dead Redemption online, and every time I summoned a horse, it was dead before it got to me. Hey, no, I had a strict policy. If the horse could make it to you, I'd let you get on it. I know, but it never did. Ever. Right. <laughs> That's how good I was. It's too much of a crack shot. Yep. Give, it, give this guy a sniper rifle. Right, and my horse had to earn its way between my legs. You have to get to me before oh, you, I'll ride you anywhere. You have to. You have to. All right, okay. Christie's lucky yeah. girl. Then. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be doing. I think we're going to carry on with Brutal Legend, right? Yes, I think we should. That game's rough. I don't know, man. I quite like it. That game's rough. Oh, I, it's rough. It's it's not what. Well, it should have been a lot better than it is, but I can yeah. see why it. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I'll save my thoughts for it on the show, but mm. it's. Yeah, 
And then what the hell are we playing after that? I did we ha- did we even have anything planned in? <laughs> it's been that I long. I know that Tom Tom and I wanted to do Dune. I mean, obviously, as a show, we want to do Dune for. He's going to play it on Amiga. I'm going to play it on Sega CD. No, 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 it's called Doom. No, 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 no. Oh, def- no. Definitely isn't. It's the Is one. It yeah. Oh. Yeah. Definitely I'm, not. I, I'm lo- I'm looking at the factory seal planet to see if we've got anything in here. Oh God, that's going to be off. Binary Domain, we've played that. Yep. We had Evergrace. Oh, that game's bad. Jack oh, that two. game's... Jack 2, we had. That game's like 20 hours long, though. Yeah, well, you can do 20 hours. I can't. Brute Legends long. Uh, Lost Planet. Oh, yes. We'll do Lost Planet. Yeah, we'll do Lost Planet after Brutal mm-hmm. Legend, because all of those are on Game Pass. Are they? Yeah. I haven't seen them. Either they're on Game Pass or they're on the PlayStation thing. They didn't come out for PlayStation, so they won't be on there. They came out on PS3. Did they? Yes. I thought they were Xbox exclusive. No. Lost Planet 1, 2, and 3 are on PS3. And then we had Dark Souls planned in. (laughs) Deus Ex, the original. and I think Tom would be down to do Dark Souls. Because he's been on a Dark Souls kick. I would go through the first one again. Yeah, I could do that. Yes. Some sort of RPG. <laughs> uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory was on there as well. Oh, boy. So, yeah, we need to flesh out the list a bit, but I think we'll do Brutal Legend. Legend. Followed by a Lost Planet. I'm pumped for a Lost Planet. Yeah, really I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed them. They were good. Mm-hmm. Lots of monsters with big glowy bits. That's all I remember. So I I want to extend again another apology slash thank you um, for giving us the the time to take off for two months. It's been it, it it's always rough, especially when we have people who support us on Patreon, uh, but then also we get new people who've been coming into the community, and we're just not pushing out content. And I always feel really bad about it, but life. Um, life has been busy, but we should yes. be back on track here. And, you know, just like sitting down and doing this, it kind of has reinvigorated that. Like, yeah, I miss doing this. Let's keep going. Yes. It's nice to have a little chin wag every so often, isn't it? <laughs> well, this is, this is what I say when everybody asks me what my podcast about. I say it's basically me and me mates and we have a chat about shite. That's basically what it is. We have a chat. We just happen to record it. That's all it is. Yeah. I, I still think my favorite description of the show was from someone who left a review saying, it's like I'm listening in on a private conversation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Which is fine. I, I, I do. Y'all are a bunch of voyeurs and we're a bunch of exhibitionists. This episode of Factory Sealed is brought to you by our wonderful Patreon sponsors, with an extra special thank you to Zach Foley, Santos Lopez, Sarah Irvine, Samuel Chun, Miles Prower, John Weaver, Jordan Lawfrey, Stephanie, 
Thomas McGrew, Phil Gartside, Richard Cutress, Jason McGill, Mark Marcheschi, Colin Neblo, Dalton Suter, Juliet Breslin Romano, Gus Robin, Elliot Hughes, Aaron Lanning, Brandon Meyer, Hesley Hattie, Cody Halverson, Cheaper Gamer, Johan Vickerborn, Robert True, Julian Santuki, J.H., Thomas Roderick, and Kevin Loth.